Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sosa on the Lake. I haven't recorded for, well, I have been recording, but nothing was, um, nothing was suitable to publish. And, um, there's no guarantees that this will be anything better. But, um, <clears throat> you know, so many things to talk about. I realized that, well, We've already stated this. We're social animals. Um, you got to be careful about your network. You have to cultivate your network. Human beings live in communities. Human beings live in villages, societies, cities, towns. Because we require support, reciprocity um, to carry out our daily activities and in addition to that we also have our ingrained urges that additionally bring us together uh, whether we uh, overtly want to or not so you know we, we are social animals we need people so we find that um, They've talked about the loneliness epidemic and they say loneliness is as dangerous as smoking cigarettes. Um, it can shorten your life. It, had, it has adverse effects on your health. So that also reinforces that we are social animals. Um, we spoke about the hikikomori, I think their names are hikikomori, of Japan who are reclusive and um, they're suffering, many are suffering from mental illness, um, but they're outcasts in their interpretation and as a result have subtracted themselves from society, just basically perpetuating the, the condition that they're suffering from. They feel like they're ostracized, so they segregate themselves and that just continues the cycle of isolation. Um, uh, now, I don't know. You know, when you when you when you talk about, let's say, Western society, American society, you talk about relationships a lot. Relationship content seems to have taken over. Um, I don't know the internet. They talk about dinks. Uh, dual income, no kids. They talk about the fact that <clears throat> probably the majority of marriages at this point are a result of dating apps. Um, so there's technology involved. There's a lot of business interests involved. Um, if you listen to some of the men's rights or manosphere content, you hear a lot about child support. You hear a lot about divorce. You hear a lot about um, um, alienation, parental alienation. Um, uh, you hear a lot about infidelity and all of these things. So we put a pr great dependence upon each other. Um, religion has made up, you know, has given it a real good try um, to set up a structure 
a social, religious, fantastical, imaginary, all of those. Religion has tried to set up a structure to make the system work, to make this social interaction work. Um, in the in the secular world, uh, legislature legislators, which are basically us, um, our representatives, hopefully, have also tried to structure these things in a way. Um, well, they haven't really tried to structure um, with, with with direct um, edicts, but more of punitive um, boundaries which um, which are intended to keep you in line so so that's what um, that's as much as the government can do uh, religion has made a big effort religion social is the same thing um, shaming you know that's usually coming out of the religious area <clears throat> so um what am I getting into? Our social interactions are very important. Um, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, now, we have these impulses to want to be a part of a pack or wanted to be a part of uh, a group or whatever the case may be. And this is mu very much evident with children, I would say much more visibly evident, you know, because adults will deny that they are susceptible and uh, experiencing these things. They'll, they'll deny it because it seems um, against, it, it seems to be, a, it, it's not going to reflect well on their ego to show that they need other people to validate them. You know, they, they don't feel good about that. So as a result, you know, you're not really going to get much information or be able to, you're not going to get an honest, uh, you're not going to get an honest testimony from an adult that, you know, they're seeking validation. Sometimes they don't know, you know, it's just um, something that they do subconsciously. But you have things like bars, you have clubs, you have meetups and social groups and fraternities and sororities and so and so and so and so forth lodges and fraternal orders and all these things you know people want to get together with other people you know whatever way you got the social clubs you got the social clubs you got the um i don't know a variety of different things um you got a variety of things so Social interaction with people is so important. You know, um, even if you're not in a urban metropolitan city, dense city kind of environment, you still have, you know, places where people like to congregate, where there's church. Church is a perfect example. Um, but um, there, there's there's a bunch of I listed a lot of secular organ um, secular areas of congregation, but church is probably the primary primary universal area where people congregate. Um, 
worldwide church, mosque, synagogue, um, etc., etc. Now, I don't know, you know, some of our decisions regarding who we associate with are not made consciously and with intent. And some people would say that is, um, I don't know, opportunistic, capitalist, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. But um, that's just doing things with intent or doing things based on a plan or vetting or consideration. These are things that protect you. Um, some of us had to learn the hard way, you know, in my opinion, I was, I was reflecting on <clears throat> when I was in elementary school, I started at a new elementary school and, um, the children from the projects, you know, as a result of all of their dysfunctional, everything comes with living in the projects. And uh, that whole that whole socioeconomic dynamic paradigm, whatever you want to call it. I mean, kids are mean anyhow. Kids are mean anyhow. Some kids get bullied, some don't. Now, I've faced a lot of bullying. I don't say a lot, but I faced bullying in school. And I think it helped me down the road in... Um, learning to, uh, I don't know, the most expedient phrase to use is stay in my lane, like to hang out with people who are my village, you know, to carefully choose my village and to do that at a very uh, accelerated kind of way. Not, I also had some guidance. My father always told me, don't let your friends get you in trouble. Um, don't go in a car with more than four guys in it or more don't don't you know or fifth or five or whatever if it's if you're gonna be the fifth don't go so I don't know why that was but I tried to follow that as much as possible not saying that I followed it every time but I tried to follow that as much as possible but um I'm sure he had an experience where he learned something from that experience and he relayed that to me. But he also said, don't let your friends hold you back. Even in elementary school, he told me that. So, um, he was always kind of protective regarding how much energy I gave to my friends. How much, yeah. So <clears throat> maybe he faced some betrayal. But anyhow, every generation is different. Everybody's experience is different. So I had to come learn my own experiences also. So going back to the school, when I started at the new elementary school near the projects, which actually was one block, not even a block, across the street from the projects, um, I used to get teased a lot. I used to get into a lot of fights. I would say a lot of fights. I probably had at least four or five fights 
in the two years that I was at. I wasn't even there a full two years. I was there probably one half a semester and one full semester. And within that time, I probably got in about five fights. Most of them for people saying, your mother. Just saying, your mother. Like, you say anything about my mother, we're fighting. Well, I would get in up. I would get in their face, and then they would, they would initiate the, the fisticuffs, and I was not equipped, nor experienced in combat as they were, coming from their dysfunctional environment. They were much more versed in combat. They were much more versed in physicality, and. Um, Yeah, it was easy for them to overcome and just trounce me. So, hey, that was that was that 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 taught me a lesson. That taught me a lesson not to get in the fights because I'm probably not gonna make it. I'm probably not gonna win. I'm probably not gonna be able to subdue my opponent. You know, so that 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 made me very uh, cautious regarding confrontation. And then when sometimes they would trick me, like they would try to cut my hair with scissors or prank play pranks on me I just learned a lot of distrust so I really became a New Yorker I guess <laughs> so um, it helped me later on in life it helped me later on in life um, to keep my distance um, and not to trust people um, I went to another school when I went to junior high school uh, nothing really happened to me except they stole like some kids cut the strings from my Jansport book bag which was a thing back then and then they stole my other Jansport book bag which was I had a I had a book bag I had the book bag back that the whole ghetto wanted um my mother wasn't even aware that it was something that was um we didn't we, we didn't have a lot of resources anyway it's not that she bought it's not even that the book bag was expensive and she didn't choose it for the name. She just chose it because um, she liked it. And I think, um, anyhow, so they stole one of my book bags while I was outside playing suicide, which is a, which is a suicide is a, um, is a game. It's like a handball game where you throw the ball against the wall and. I don't remember exactly how it's played, but you got to either hit the ball or don't let the ball hit you or something like that. Ah, I forgot. Oh, we got to run back and forth to the wall. We got to run back and forth to the wall. And I don't remember how it's played, but it's called suicide. And they're probably called suicide because you're running straight towards a concrete wall at part of the game. Part of the game, you're running almost full speed towards a concrete wall. So the... Uh, <laughs> So, so um, they stole my book bag there. But otherwise, I didn't really face too many. I didn't get into too many fights. I got into one instance in, in high school, no, maybe two, where somebody threw some food on me in the lunchroom. And then one other one where a guy pushed me to the ground in the, in the, um, in the gym. During, during gym class 
And, uh, you know, I just had to take it. I just had to deal with it. I remember the guy who threw my food on me. His name was James. His name was James. Um, I don't remember how that whole situation happened, but anyhow. By college time, of course, you know, I didn't have any fisticuff kind of physical interactions or any kind of fights or anything like that. So, you know. Plus, of course, by college, most of those dysfunctional, overtly dysfunctional, you know, traumatized kids were not in that environment. They didn't make it to that environment. So I was in a different environment now. Um, so that's basically when I found my village. The village was not in the ghetto. The village was not in the projects. The village was not, you know, in the, uh, I don't know what to call it. The village was not in the low vibration PTSD trauma you know, products of foster care, products of incarcerated parents, products of drug addicted parents, products of premature birth, products of um, I don't know, all kind of all kind of products of domestic violence, homes filled with domestic violence, etc. I was no longer around that demographic, the traumatized demographic. Even though, I, I, you know, I mean, shit. Anyhow, I, I just cursed a while ago. I'm going to publish this one. Because it gives a... I think it'll give some people an insight on how things work. This is why I saw a guy make a post on social media. It says, one of the most important things that you can do is choose where... Um, one of the most important things you can do for your children is where you decide to live. And it's because the company that they're going to be around. Now, like I said, kids are mean overall. Kids are just mean. Kids are mean to each other. They don't have to come from an inner city projects, dysfunctional, drug addicted, domestic violence, home, welfare, beneficial. They don't have to come from a government institution government housing Chirac Brownsville, Brooklyn East New York Camden they don't have to come from that the kids that committed mass shootings at these various schools whether it's Newtown Columbine they were well off both of them were pretty well off you know, both of those, well, there was three guys all together in that situation. They were well off, even, you know, so people can have, <laughs> some people can come from the PTSD side, and some people can come from the spoiled side, from the idle hands on the devil's playground side. You're so, you have a life that's so pampered, luxurious which you're not really aware of. You think that you're suffering because you've never known, 
you've never known a lower standard of living, so you can't compare it to anything. So you think that you're suffering because of whatever reason you create in your mind. You might be living in a million dollar home, two million dollar home. Your parents make a half a million dollars a year and you still go shoot up to school because of whatever ideas that evil spirit has put into you based on whatever content you're reading and looking at on the internet. I think the internet has a lot to do with it because we didn't really have a lot of these mass shooters before the internet. Um, people would have had to get some ideas from a book. And um, when you go back to stuff like Branch Davidians or go back to any one of these significant uh, FBI, CIA interacted hostage situations. But most of these extremists, they got their inspiration from books that they read. Um, so media has a big impact on that. Now in the ghetto, I would say media has a big impact on them too with the violent rap music. But there's also, an, you know, uh, uh, um, there's also those who are not in the in a city, not in the impoverished areas that are being negatively affected by content that they are consuming also. Anyhow, um, overall, what I'm saying is that where you associate, where you live, makes a difference. And um, who you associate with makes a difference. Um, and you can continue that line down the line. Who you choose to associate with, and if you have no choice on who you associate with, it's still, still, it's still very important. And we're gonna, we gotta figure out a way to navigate these environments, whichever one we're thrust into, or whichever one we select, elect to, um, to live amongst whoever we select or elect to live amongst. It's gonna make a big difference. I listened to a guy named Antoine Dave, Antoine Daniels. He went to private school um, in Detroit in a very violent, bad place. And you can see that it really benefited him, him down the line that he did go to private school versus his friends and acquaintances and his, and his, and his uh, family members who did not avail themselves or did not have the opportunity to go to private school. It made a difference. Um, just about every Supreme Court judge went to private school. So I'm not just talking about private school. I'm overall talking about where you associate. Anyhow, thanks for listening.